Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Robbie Yopes came back, author and speaker, starting a ministry, she and her husband, to repair marriages. And she is one of our, she's our MC for our big women's conference that's on October 3rd. I would love for you to come. She came last year and felt really moved by it, wanted to be part of it this year. So go to my website, AngieAustinRadio.com. I'll be one of the speakers. And I'm going to talk about a lot of things from my childhood that were painful. And I used the ladder of faith to climb out of that situation because I was determined not to let my childhood circumstances break me. I've heard your story, Angie, and it is such um, an incredible thing that you're sitting here before me loving Jesus. It's a great story, and it's all to the glory of God. I do feel like it was almost another person that lived through some of that stuff. I can, Well, yeah. I mean, the things you've been through, women will come, and a lot of them will relate, and a lot of them will be amazed, but they'll all look to Jesus. If you're out there listening, Please come. You don't want to miss this. And be encouraged. Again, just go to my website, AngieAustinRadio.com. We have an early bird special. That's a terrific deal. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, we have Rick Thielen joining us, and he's with Life Choices. And this interview was done while I was on vacation, and producer Moose has uh, been trying out Filling My Shoes, which has been so wonderful to have a backup you know, host. Sure. And so Moose is, uh, has done the interview with Rick Thielen, and he's with Life Choices, and they're just Christian, and they love, and they offer free ultrasounds to women. And he'll come. Uh, in, every time he comes and he tells me how many babies' lives they saved that week. Oh, and there's one so little cool. girl, her mom's a teacher, who goes into the schools, and she's, I think, 11 now, and she knows she was saved because of life choices. She knows she's huh. alive because of life choices. Wow. Isn't that wild? That's to have incredible. a kid that knows that life choices help, that that's why she's on this earth. What a great testimony. And he's going to talk about those Planned Parenthood videos. And uh, uh, the fourth video I'll never forget, when I saw a baby's hand in the pie plate, um, and they were taking the baby apart. I it was enough for me. And I understand in the seventh video that the baby's heart is beating as at one of the texts is saying, isn't that cool as they're preparing the babies to be taken apart? And here's the thing that's bothering me with the headlines, and Rick will address this with Moose. We're very upset right now about the anchor baby headline that has been used, and it's kind of splitting the Republicans in terms of how they feel about that anchor baby immigration terminology, okay? Now, I'm not going to make any statement about that, whether or not it's politically correct or not, but what another, um, what, what some of the other people are saying um, in the political world is we're really upset about the anchor baby term but we're not upset about these Planned Parenthood videos when babies are being killed and Moose said to me and to and sold for their body parts okay yeah. now I normally don't get into the politics of abortion and terminating pregnancy but when you see these videos and what's going on there's a darkness in them and a sadness that is overwhelming and Moose said you know these little um, panda babies were just born and I'll guarantee you if somebody snatched those babies or killed those panda babies right before they were born the entire world would be in an uproar. But when we killed hu- human babies and we put them in a pie plate and we have videos of them being taken apart, oh, isn't that cool? Look at the heart still beating. And one guy even admitted that they send whole 
school fetuses um, and they have to warn them in advance when they arrive at the research facilities because it's so disturbing when you open up a box and their whole babies in there. And that's the other thing. They're babies. We call them other things. They're babies. Yes. And so Rick is going to talk about these Planned Parenthood videos, which the White House says they're fake. And people, some people are buying that. If you haven't watched the videos, please don't tell me they're fake because they are so disturbing and so real. Absolutely. And I don't care how you edit them, Robbie. I, I mean, you could edit all you want. There's still pieces of real conversations. I am with you completely on this. I okay. couldn't watch them all. I, I stopped watching as well because, and that's what we do. It's because tragic. it's it's, un, it's so disturbing. Absolutely. Evil. And it's illegal. You can't sell baby parts. I, that's what, yeah, I don't understand. If it's illegal, what's, why isn't charges being brought? Well, there are, there, that's actually, there's some legal um, investigation going on. They, uh, the people who made the films might actually be uh, charged with um, illegal, uh, illegally recording people without their notification. <laughs> so that's what's being that's looked ridiculous. into. So ridiculous. Yes. All right, let's move on to the good news, shall we? Please. All right. This, um, I used to have a Malamute and I could get the Malamute to howl. And then my boyfriend at the time had two. So we had three Malamutes. So they're bigger than Huskies. They're similar to a wolf. And when you howl, they will howl. And it's quite Aww. a bit of fun. So this little girl has a Husky and she's found out the same secret that I did, that you can make the Husky howl. But what's so funny is when you listen to this audio clip, I cannot tell which one is the little girl and which one is the Husky. So they're in the back seat of the car and the little girl's driving her mom crazy, teaching the um, Husky how to howl. Take a listen. <laughs> wow, yeah, it sounds... <laughs> oh my word a couple of times you can tell which one's the actual dog but when they're together you can't when they're together you can't they have to be separated out because he's got a little more of a squeak the husky does than the little girl but i just thought like you know my daughter else. wants a dog so badly and i showed her that and she was like oh mommy i want a dog and i'm like along with that dog comes a poopy cleanup yeah, absolutely. You know, yes, it's there's... a big responsibility. We have two dogs, a pug and a ch a puggle and a chug, oh. and they howl. You know, the uh, Scooby is part beagle and they howl. And so um, Thor, our little Chihuahua pug, which is so funny, his name's Thor. I know, but he, they both howl. Same thing. If I howl, Noah howls, they howl. Oh, Noah must love that. Oh, it's fun. And maybe he loved it more when he was a little kid. Now that he's a teenager, probably not quite as amusing. <laughs> No, he still likes he still that. Likes he it. does. He oh, loves that's it. that's cute. All right. So with that said, um, you and I have interviewed from Duck Dynasty, Mountain Man. And he has a whole chapter in his book that I just interviewed him about recently. And it's called Get a Dog. Yes. And I, it's just about loving your dog and that the love the dog gives to you and the depth of, you know, care and love you have for it. And I don't know if you know that Cherry Creek Reservoir right over here has a dog park. Yes. And they've just yeah. improved it. And it's mind-blowing. In the last year. Have they, they improved have, it? Um, dug out like all of the steps really nicely done down to the creek and so now everybody at the dog park immediately heads for the creek and i didn't get it at first it's this piney creek and so you go down there and there is like two miles uh, and they've got stair steps entering down to it and all the people do is they put on like water sock shoes or they take off their shoes and they walk like a mile or two down the creek with their dogs throwing the ball so it's literally a waterway like a causeway with uh, dogs going up and down up and down up and down oh my goodness yeah. Yeah. I want to go. I, yeah. I don't know if my dogs would like it or not, but I would love it. It is so <laughs> neat. It is just, I, I, I cannot believe how genius it is to like, 
it just used to be a ditch with a creek. And now the way that they've done it, it's just sandbars and beautiful beach and dogs and kids playing. And my we don't even have a dog when we were down there playing. I know people are like, why are these people at the dog park with their dog? <laughs> it's, like, it's like going to the park without a kid. You know, it's kind of weird. <laughs> but it's so fun. And we like the dogs. So my kids just aren't sure. ready for the cleanup. Well, you know? absolutely. And you go there and you can play with all the dogs. Okay, so way to go, Cherry Creek Reservoir, for doing that, yes. Cherry Creek State Park. So I wanted to share with you a story about a veteran who is ill. He has cancer. It apparently is terminal, and his reason for living is his dog. Okay, oh. he lost his dog. He'd even given away all her things. But then people started helping, and they put the word out, and they found the dog. And what's cool is this is my old station in Los Angeles, and my friend Chuck Henry is the anchorman uh, that you'll hear right here in a second uh, introing the story. And it's a feel-good story because this friendship is the most important friendship in this dying vet's life. Mm. A great story here. Title says it all. Best friends reunited. A dying veteran had already just lost about everything he had, and then he lost his service dog. And he was about to give up on the search until he got an email. For his Hetty Chang has the reunion. There are stories about a man's best friend. And then there are stories like this one that make you understand why. It was 10 days ago when kids found this dog wandering the streets of Long Beach. Turns out her name is Olivia, and she's this man's service dog. How are you feeling? I'm excited. Harry Brown is a 53-year-old homeless Marine veteran. We're told he also has terminal pancreatic cancer, and Olivia is his life. I have my uh, service animal here, Olivia. It was during a nap on the beach last week when Olivia wandered off. We spent as long as we could trying to find her. So, oh my giving word. away everything. I mean, when they see each other, he's sobbing, and that dog is so excited. It's about ready to come out of its skin. There's so much love between oh. them. And he starts apologizing to her. Like, somehow oh. it's his fault because he fell asleep and she wandered off. And, you know, maybe she was hungry. I don't know that he has a lot financially to provide for her, but he does have all of her things, and she is his reason for living. Here's part two. Brown was about to give up, but not before posting this lost pet ad on Craigslist. I got an email back. It says your girl is in L.A. County. Go get her. Through a nonprofit animal rescue group called Captain Care, people from all over chipped in to reunite Brown with his girl. Olivia. But I just kept praying that if she did, she would be with someone that would take care of her. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Brown reunited with his best friend. I had just gotten rid of all of her stuff because I didn't think I'd see her again. <laughs> she rescuing him right back. She just gives me the, the, the drive to want to keep going and make my life a little bit better. She your best friend? She's my life. That's it. Oh my goodness. That's beautiful. I think in heaven dogs are going to be able to talk and we're going to have great conversations and they're going to complain because you know remember when you didn't feed me enough and remember <laughs> remember when you put me in that crate well i'm going to say I remember think... when you embarrassed me and sniffed my behind when i had guests <laughs> over you know that's what i'm going to say exactly yeah but it'll be so wonderful in heaven olivia talking to this guy oh isn't that beautiful oh it's gorgeous this uh, that's good news you know that's when sweet. when i interviewed uh, mountain man from duck dynasty about his get a dog chapter he has just story after story of dogs throughout his life they, they've all his family's always had dogs 
and he just loves to have them jump off big bridges. And you know, you talk yeah. to him. Oh, it's, it's wonderful. And I think that anybody without a dog someday, especially if they have kids, kids get old enough, they have to have a dog, Angie. I, I know. I'm just, um, I, I kind of broached the topic with my husband when we were at the dog park. And I said, you know, they really would, they really want a dog badly. And I know they're only six, eight, and 10, but they're getting closer to the age when they could care. No. <laughs> well, you, you know, maybe like in a year. No. No dogs. Well, you, your parents let you get a dog. No. Does it, what, has Remember something Scooby, happened? I think it's Mark. I think it's with Scooby, too. Well, he, oh. his dog died, and he cried. He was oh. like You know 30. what? I, 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 we have two dogs, and I've said many times, if, if my favorite pet, Scooby, dies, I will never get another dog. So that, I mean, it's hard when they die. It's hard. I know. My, my stepmom says she may not get any, they're not getting any more dogs because it was so painful. Yes. When their last dog. But she still gets cats. I don't know if the pain's less or different. But yeah, there's no, more there's no pain with cats. Oh, stop yourself. <laughs> Mr. Cats. Miss, a kitty man and Mr. Brains are uh, also very <laughs> loved in our family. Yes. <clears throat> All right. You ready for, uh, what is it going to get the, we'll have to get Kleenex from Jorge for this one. Okay. So, um, Pasha, or is it Pasha? Uh, Pasha is getting married, um, and it's a, just a beautiful wedding. And she's a really neat gal. And her sister is giving the toast, and her grandparents have been married. I can't figure out if it's 66 years or you know over 70 years because Grandpa can't quite remember when they talked to him. But here's the deal. They couldn't come because they're having some a few health issues right now, so they couldn't be there. But they did give that Grandpa gave his advice on marriage, and then they surprise and call in. But let's just hear the beginning when the sister's up giving the toast. I've decided that I'm going to give you, Patia and John, marriage advice. But what makes this a little bit different is I've actually gathered advice from some people you may know. Can prepare. Married 66 years. Now many of you may not know, but our grandparents weren't able to make it tonight, even though they both really wanted to come. So I called Granddad to ask him for some advice and words of wisdom for today, to which he replied in true Granddad fashion, if you're looking for wisdom, I'm afraid you've called the wrong number. But after a moment of thought, he did have one thing that he wanted to share with the couple today. And that's the same advice that his granddad gave him on his wedding day. What you're about to get into is a 50-50 deal, no matter what anyone tells you. And if you ask anyone, no one has a clue what 50-50 means. So if everyone gives 60, you'll be just fine. Isn't that That's cute? Sweet. So then dad gets up there and he decides he'll call grandpa. Oh. So Pasha's sister got up, then her dad gets up, and then they call grandpa. And he is a man of God. I mean, he really has relied on the Lord and his advice is so touching. I've listened to this three times. This will be my fourth. And the first three times I have cried, but I'm not going to this time. So just watch me. Watch how tough I will be during my fourth. Listen to this. How are you? I'm just doing real well for an old geezer. How are you? I'm good. I'm at my wedding. How's everything going? We're having a good time. We've got you on the phone. Everybody's listening. It's great. Well, you know, Corey uh, and I wish you many happy years to come, but the world has an awful lot to offer if you just take the time to smell the coffee, and that's going to sound like a cliche, but uh, after a six or, uh, excuse me, after over 70 years, I find that to be so true. I will say with very strong uh, conviction that uh, 
tolerance for each leads to a lasting joy. My faith is important, and I'm not preaching, I'm just speaking from experience. Sometimes when things get pretty tough, uh, you need something to kind of uh, bolster you and carry you, and uh, the good Lord has done that for me many, many times. Well, I was trying to do the best I can. I'm not a public speaker, as you can see. May God bless you, because it, uh, uh, there will be ups and downs and trials and tribulations, and as you smile, when things work out, uh, that's the end of it that makes the joy. Thank you so much, Granddad. We love you. Well, we love you, too, and wish you the very best. Oh, my goodness. That's beautiful. You're, you're teary. You, and they haven't dropped yet. There's no spillage. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, a little bit there. It just came down, <laughs> the tears. Four times. Of, why does that make me cry every time I listen to it? Because it is so sweet and truth. And, I mean, to have your grandparents talk at your wedding... That to me is a, it's a gift. It's a it's a very touching gift, and we don't hear enough of it these days, you know. All right, so I've just done something uh, while that was playing. I have now set my alarm for eight o'clock every night because earlier in the week you came in, and you and your husband pray every night, and I need reminders. I don't know. I'm a little bit scattered sometimes because so much is on my brain, so I'll forget, you know, things. So now my alarm is set every night for prayer at night with my husband and my kids because Wonderful. I played an old uh, uh, video for you where my daughters in their cribs were praying. Right. And that was, that was so our, nightly, our nightly routine. And so I'm going to put that back in because hearing this man with a 66-year marriage or more, we can't quite tell, um, it's a big, it's a foundation of his life, his faith. Absolutely. You know, in praying just really invites God in. And it, I we always tell people it's very important not to judge each other's prayers. Don't try to be super spiritual. Don't try to impress anybody. Just say what's on your heart and amen. And in Jesus' name, amen. Well, and I'm beautiful. hopeful. I'm really, I'm trying at the end of the hour. I'm hopeful that War Room, you know, is opening today. And uh, so I have Alex Kendrick is doing another interview with I me. I love If him. he can fit me in today. And so he's going to call at the end of the show if we can get him. And War Room opens today. Oh. And it's about the power of prayer. And so I want to go. So I'm hoping that that'll work out. I'm so excited because Stephen, his brother, who I've interviewed before as well. And their movies are? Um, courageous, Fireproof, um. Uh, giant. Facing the Giants, uh, Flywheel, Fly and, and this now, is the fourth one. Oh. And it's all about the power of prayer in your life, and it opens today. And I just think that maybe even as Christians, we need to re-examine the importance of prayer. And he mentioned to me, too, in my prior interview with him, that they're putting out like a companion prayer book oh, uh, for people sweet. who maybe want to— uh, he, the war room, you know how like the war room, that's where you plan out you, you know, your, yes. your strategy. Well, this is the war room for prayer. I think it's fa a fantastic concept. I, I do too. I am so, I'm, I'm there. I'm getting the book. I'm going to see the movie. I can't wait. Excellent. So we'll do that this weekend and we'll report back on how we liked it. So uh, stand by uh, because we're going to talk to Rick Thieland next and he is going to address those Planned Parenthood videos. And Rick is someone I greatly admire. He works with uh, uh, Life Choices and uh, I was actually on vacation when he came in. So producer Moose already did this interview. It'll be wonderful. And then stand by because I'm hoping that one of the Kendrick brothers will be joining us at the end of the hour and he is going to talk to us about his new movie War Room. Just love 
those guys. And you, Robbie Yopes, have started a new ministry uh, to help people with their marriage because you almost got a divorce. That's and right. so you're going to briefly talk about that just a touch at our women's conference on October 3rd. Can't wait. So go to Angie Austin Radio, um, and I'll be talking about things that I overcame in my past. So my talk is victim or victor. It's going to be uh, a great conference. It, you went last year, and you said it was life-changing. It was life-changing in several different ways. So I really implore women to invest in yourself uh, or invest in somebody else. I have a friend who just bought tickets, but she bought a twofer. So she can go, and then she's going to give it to someone else and bless Excellent. them. Excellent, and bless them. And we have that special. Um, just go to AngieAustinRadio.com and click to upcoming events. Your website, Robbie? RobbieYopst.com, I-O-B-S-T. Excellent. Stick around for Rick Thielen with Life Choices, talking about those Planned Parenthood videos. And then also War Room. It opens today. We'll talk to one of the Kendrick brothers at the end of the show. Hopefully, they can make time for us. We'll be right back. The love of Christ lives on 810 KLVZ. Hey, it's Angie. Do you have things you want to give away, but you know, you're like, oh, it's too nice. I don't just want to give it away. Or it's too much of a hassle to bring it down to donate it. Well, guess what? I'm very good friends with the ARC organization. My friend Francis Owens is here and you'll come pick up our stuff for free. We will. I won't personally, <laughs> although I guess I could. Yes. I actually do some of that, but we would love anything you'd like to donate. Nice items, even if they're not quite so nice. Things sell. It's amazing. It's like you're always on a hunt. Please call 303 23 Jane, which is 303-238-5263. We'd love to come pick up anything you'd like to donate. Well, I have to tell you, we donate a lot because my husband refuses to let things hang around the house. And he used to just <laughs> aim for the trash. And now he knows no. we have an ARC box. Yep. And you know we've even brought a trailer load down. And that's before I knew that you would come pick up things for free. And if you want more information about shopping with a purpose, they have great items at ARC. All of the money stays locally to help the disabled community. Go to arcthrift.org. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just, I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week, and, I, and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people, and two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. Thursday night, we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning, and I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. Hey, it's Angie Austin with the good news. You know, do you have dreams that you'd like to reach, goals, desires? Are you hurting? Are you sad? Have you had a loss? I have the most wonderful thing for you. Last year, I said, I'd love to get some of the great speakers from around Denver and have kind of like our own women of faith. So it's called Real Women, Real Issues, Real Solutions. Last year, the women said it was life-changing, and they asked us if we would do it again. So we have six wonderful speakers, myself included. I'm going to be talking about, uh, do you want to be a victim or a victor? Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant. 
Sergeant of Life, talking about letting go of the past. We're going to talk about reaching your goals with Carrie Conley, Michelle Ron, Miss Senior America, talking about choices and aiming towards Christ. Angel Tussie, radio host on AM560, talking about how she resurrected her marriage and her home life and how to have home life in balance. And no one has a better life than Angel. And Diane Lopes talking about money and trust. I have to tell you, as a Christian woman, I feel so blessed to be part of this. I would love for you to come. AngieAustinRadio.com for tickets October 3rd in Highlands Ranch. 810 KLVZ. Listen online and check out showtimes at KLVZ.com. Welcome back to the good news. Hey, it's producer Moose, and um, we have some wonderful, wonderful people here in the studio. And one of the great organizations I had the pleasure of getting to know and work with since I've joined the good news over a year ago, Rick Thielen from Life Choices. How's it going? Doing great. How about you, Moose? Doing all right. Man, I bet your head has just been spinning the past couple weeks since uh, all this Planned Parenthood nonsense videos backlash whatever has come out well it's been uh, been very interesting of course uh, emails been burning up back and forth uh, of course we've known for a while some of the stuff has been going on it just hasn't been made public right and, and this uh, it's shocking it's completely shocking and just how you know mudslinging and like he said she said going all over the place and social media isn't making it any easier either no no and even our uh, even our president and a couple of our uh, uh, candidates for president, or at least one, yeah. uh, I won't make any names, but she <laughs> says that she fully supports life choices. Or excuse me, fully support. I wish she did. Yeah. Uh, fully supports uh, Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood. Well, when this story dropped, there was a lot of uh, media outlets that were kind of hesitant to do anything with it. And I saw it on Facebook. And uh, my buddy Zach, who sits in the cube next to me, he's uh, the producer for Rush to Reason. Rush to Reason over on our sister station, 560 KLZ. And I said, dude, you need to get on this now because it's going to break tomorrow. Everyone else is going to have it. You need to do it today. And I give him all the information. And I think, you know, KLZ was probably one of the first stations to talk about it and it's uh gotten you know this topic of selling aborted baby has just been it, it, heartbreaking doesn't even begin to describe well, i describe it as a baby chop shop oh, yes. and uh and then when you listen to it in fact uh when i was talking with john i brought down a uh, catalog a price listing of all the different baby parts that you can buy and uh, starts in around uh, you know about three four thousand dollars, and the highest per the highest rate was twenty four thousand nine hundred seventy five dollars. Jeez, so that's just I mean, which one's worse, the seller or the buyer, to be able to go across doing something like this? Well, and I and I understand that Moose, and I you know one of the things I, I was this last video that just came out, uh, they included a, a testimony of a woman by the name of Abby Johnson. Mm-hmm. Abby Johnson used to be a director of uh, Planned Parenthood down in Texas. And uh, she was sharing the kind of cash flow that they were generating. A lot of people probably hearing the show probably already heard that. Yeah. But I went back and looked at it because I thought, well, maybe, maybe they mean as an organization. But no, it was as a one standalone Planned Parenthood organization. And uh, they were generating $120,000 a month, which is a little over the uh, just covering your expense category. Right, exactly. You know, and if you ta- total that up for the year, that's $1.44 million. Wow. And, uh, and then, of course, farther in, in the video, uh, the, uh, one, one of the ladies that they're interviewing says that they uh, are responsible for adding significant dollars to the bottom line. And for those of us who, you know, it's been out for a while but may not fully know, what is the purpose of why are they buying these aborted babies? Well, they say it's for medical research. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
and I'm sure there's some of that going on. You know, we know that CSU has bought bought some of the baby parts, uh, but they're, they've not gained anything from this at all. There's been no medical breakthroughs, and and I remember one question that uh, one uh, one uh, announcer was talking about and said, "Well, but if we could save just one life, if we could find the cure for one thing, wouldn't it be worth all all of that's being sacrificed?" All and, the thousands, millions, however much. Yeah, and my answer would be no. No. Because just because uh, they're small and, and maybe not, up until this point, not that visible in what's been going on. Yes. Uh, you know, so at what point, uh, if they're this small, it's okay to sacrifice and, and tear them apart and use them. But if they're maybe three feet tall, maybe it's not correct. Right. And so we make those changes. And. And I think of the Nazis, they were doing the very same thing. Uh, Mengele Mm. was huge at this, and uh, uh, we could go into a whole lot more on that. But one of the things I'd like to talk about today is I have Lisa Coates, uh, who heads up our Healing Choices ministry at Life Choices. I think it's amazing uh, that you have this program, and Lisa, you've uh, come in the show at just the right time with this whole thing that's been going down. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your interaction with Life Choices, what you do, and the programs that uh, you can offer. Um, I run a Forgiven and Set Free program, and it's a Bible study for post-abortion healing for uh, women, and we also have a, a program for men who have were a part of that choice. So you don't really think that there's the, the male aspect of the side of how they can be impacted by it all. Right. You know, some men um, are the influencers, mm-hmm. uh, according to uh, the unchoice or forcedabortions.com. 64% of women make the choice to have their first abortion there's an influencer Mm. so but a lot of times men don't know or they know they don't have they don't have a voice right you know like for adoption there's you have to have consent from the father but you don't have to have one for abortion oh wow and so i do hear a lot in the groups that uh especially i think um maybe the 50 and older crowd that it's tissue Yes. You know, and so that's how it was sold to them, and uh, not a baby, it's tissue. And not that I think women or people that, men, that made this choice, I don't necessarily think, if they haven't dealt with it, they're not looking at the videos. Mm -hmm. I personally find them to be very disturbing. I can't imagine that anybody wouldn't find them disturbing. Right. But um, you can't get around not hearing about it. And so... um, a lot of times I find that uh, many women, it does bother them. We've learned how to compartmentalize it. You know, we like our life. We can't imagine how um, we could have the same life if we would have given birth. I hear that a lot in women that have some of their justifications mm-hmm. for why um, they made the choice to have an abortion. But the the study is really awesome. It goes back into... How, how do you know where you need healing? That's the first chapter. We study the character of God. When I went through it, that was very eye-opening for me because I had a really one-dimensional view of God. Mm-hmm. Um, very far off, not very personal. And, um, and then we go through the grieving cycle, and we grieve the behaviors that led up to... You can even have the grieving cycle happen years after the act, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, because we can stay in denial for a really long time. You think, oh, it's something that happened back in my 20s, I'm in my mid-50s now, but, you know, 
a loss of a life still needs to be mourned and however affected you because it could still grow that seed in the back of your brain could have affected you over the past 30 years right well it affects your relationships whether yes. you realize it or not it affects everything because you it affects how you feel about yourself mm -hmm. and if you're expending internal in energy to not deal with something to try not to feel what you're feeling that affects everything right Lisa, I think it was interesting. I, in fact, as I was driving down to the studio this morning, I had a phone call from a friend of mine uh, who just completed going through the Forgiven and Set Free with Lisa. And I, the comment, which just kind of resonated with me, she said, you know, I thought I was fine over it. And I, she'd had multiple abortions. Mm -hmm. And she says, you know, actually, I thought I was fine. I had recovered from it fine, and it wasn't affecting me at all. And she goes, but I went through the study, and I realized what how it was affecting me that I had just kind of submerged or packed this stuff all away and it was affecting and she says I, I can't tell you how much better I feel how great I feel what a great program it's I, a weight on your shoulders that you don't you you don't want to admit that's it. there but it's still yeah. weighing you down yep right so a very successful professional woman it's a it was amazing great testimony she uh, did to say her program. husband really noticed oh I did not know he that had noticed okay. a difference oh well that you know that's great to see how people who are involved whether they're during the the uh want for the abortion and afterwards to see yes there's change once you admit that there is pain that there is heartbreak and you see great life transformation through this program absolutely and uh about how many people are involved in it now and how like how does it work okay so when we have a a group uh there's two to four women i keep them very small we have two leaders because I want people to feel safe to share. Right. Safe and once, place. once it starts, no one else joins. Mm -hmm. So it's a a 12-week study. And uh, the last two weeks are actually for some fun. We really celebrate their accomplishment on the 11th week. And then the 12th week, we get together about a month later. to Everybody just wants to see how... Oh, that's great because uh, like, you see on the the TV shows, you know, joining them back like after their life transform, how they are back in regular life. You know, you've right. been you've been out of the program for a month. How's it going? And probably like you said, Rick, the loved ones have seen over the, the extra month the life change, the attitude change, the you know joy that might be back in their life, a little bit of color in their personality. Right. And so, um, how how do people get involved in this? Do they just give you a call, or is there a process? They can uh, call Life Choices, so 303-651-2050, or email me at lisak at lifechoices.org. lisak at lifechoices.org. And it's very confidential. And so if, if there's uh, people who are listening to this or might have somebody that they know, um, give us some reasons, some convincing of why they need to go through something like this, even if it's something like if they had an abortion yesterday or if they had an abortion decades ago. I think for me, speaking personally, I, I thought I was fine, too, because my life looked better. Um, but um, I had a friend, uh, we're still really good friends, but she pointed out that I was a little snippy, mm -hmm. a little impatient. Um, and I thought, wow, I'm glad we're really good friends. <laughs> you know, point all <laughs> well, these, my you false outs yeah. to me, you know. <laughs> um, but um, I think it really is becoming... To learn to become, have acceptance and peace with that decision that you made. Mm -hmm. And uh, to see what else there may be that you're not dealing with. 
And um, so it's kind of like trying to convince an alcoholic that the first step they need to do is go to a group. Like they need they need help. Right. They you, they need to feel the need that they need help. Absolutely. So what it what it can do because depression, anger, and shame, and of course guilt, are pretty uh, prevalent with those who have had an abortion. Right. And so those are the things that we deal with. Before I went through the study, I certainly wouldn't have been on the radio you know, nationally sharing that I'd had an abortion uh, because I didn't want anybody to know. Mm-hmm. The only people that knew were the people that were around me when I had made that choice that I told. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I told my husband before we got married. So, in fact, uh, last year we were at a CareNet conference and I had some, I went out to dinner with some friends of mine, had grown up with them. And they're like, so what's the deal? You know, how'd you get into this, um, this pro-life movement? And, and so I, I said, I, don't, I guess y'all don't know, but that I had had an abortion when I was in high school. And they were shocked. And, wow. you know, I had lived with them in my 20s. And so we had had a very lifelong friendship, and I was hiding that. So if you feel the need to conceal your abortion from uh, certain people, not that you're ever going to want to stand on, on a public platform, right. yeah, but if you, there's people in your life that you love that you feel the need to hide from, you probably need this program. Right. If you are consciously trying not to think about it, if you have uh, struggles being, um, being around babies, mm-hmm. uh, the baby aisle, that's a big one for some women. Um, I had one gal said that she, she said, I miss every Mother's Day at church. Uh, before she went through the study, it was just too painful. Understandable, and just I could I can understand like you know having somebody gone through a loss like that, and just how you know maybe a loved one, maybe a sister proclaiming at a family function, "Hey, I'm pregnant," and then bam, that just being a a smack in the face. And oh, yeah. would uh, a program like this be helpful for somebody who, um, like a you know a close sister or another family member, to go through the program with them to help them out, or is this solely for the person who's gone through the abortion? It's solely for the person that's gone through abortion. Although I think the people that um, that it does affect, you know, it, it does affect our siblings or and our parents. And um, what advice or recommendations would you have for people like that who are trying to process, you know, oh, I could have had a grandson, granddaughter, or I could have been an uncle, that sort of thing? Because there's, it affects more than just that one woman. It could affect the whole family. What advice or programs would be available to somebody like that? There's a really great book um, called I'll Hold You in Heaven by Jack Hayford. I'll Hold You in Heaven by Jack Hayford? Uh-huh. And um, it it really talks about, uh, it's kind of his story of how he started having compassion for uh, women and, and men who had chosen abortion. And um, it's a very, very biblical account of where our babies are, that they are in heaven. Mm-hmm. They're not mad at us. That is one thing that we hear, that I hear, is that um, there's a little angst about that reunion. Really? Because they're afraid women are afraid that their babies are going to be mad at them. But hmm. I guess that's something, that's something I've never thought of before. But they, They're not because right. they, that emotion is not in heaven. Right. And they have the perfect heavenly father. Mm-hmm. So the other thing, I think, if you're holding on to justifications, like I was saying, uh, I like my life now and I can't imagine. Uh, if you're still self-punishing, mm-hmm. 
So I, um, some people think, well, God has forgiven me for everything but this. Or I know God forgives me, but I can't forgive myself. Right. That's really not accepting that forgiveness in the full. That's still paying penance. Right. So that would be another reason why you need to get into this program. I'm sure there's people out there uh, who have gone through an abortion or somebody close to them has and, um, they need help if they haven't uh, already sought it out yet. No matter if it happened yesterday or decades ago, there's still that that seed of guilt, that weight of um, pain that's just weighing them down. So, Rick, how can people get involved with uh, what you have going on at Life Choices? Well, easy, the easiest way is just to go to lifematters.org, and you can contact Lisa. You can contact anybody there. But that's an easy one to remember, lifematters.org. Uh, but the other thing I want to add that I think uh, that is very very strong about this program is that all the leaders that uh, Lisa has uh, leading this are also uh, post-abortive. They've had abortions. Oh, okay. so, so they, they know they've exactly. been there. They know exactly. And so oh, it's a very safe and it's under. It's wow, that's a very helpful part there. of the program. And and with Lisa being the same way as she just had talked, being uh, having an abortion in her past, also it makes it much easier for for women and for men to understand. They go. Oh, okay, so they've been there, so this is safe for me. I'm not going to shock them with anything that I can say or with my decision. And it's been great. I, I don't know, obviously, I don't get to sit in on them, mm-hmm. but I've got, to, I've got to meet some of the women before and afterwards, right. and the change is absolutely amazing. And so I know there may be some out there listening right now are going, I don't know. And maybe with the information that's coming out with all these videos and stuff, maybe they're realizing that they didn't make it. The decision they made wasn't the one that they should have made. And it's bigger than what they actually thought. Yeah. Give, uh, get a hold of us at uh, lifematters.org. And you have uh, a new location now, right? A new brick-and-mortar location? We just did. We just added Estes Park and uh, as of July 1st. And so we have a Life Choices uh, brick-and-mortar location. And you also have Park. your uh, mobile. Mobile medical clinic is out there uh, every day of the week. And uh, that is easy to go to, and you can contact that also if you want to make an appointment. Again, lifematters.org. Lifematters.org. Thank you guys so much for coming in. Lisa Coates uh, with the uh, Post Board of Care. Rick Thielen, you have a new title now, right? Yeah, I think they, they call me CEO because it's easier to spell than uh, executive director. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming in. Thanks for supporting the good news. And in turn, we just want to uh, support your, your organization, your website one more time. Lifematters.org. Because life matters at Life Choices. Thank you guys so much for coming in. Thank you, Moose. You're listening to KLVZ and KLVZ HD, Brighton, Denver, and online at klvz.com. This is a good place. I really like it. This is Eric. He's an ambassador with ARC Thrift Stores. Yeah, I started at the Brick Break and sorting the different Brick Break stuff also. Then I went to the showcase and then I got hired to be a cashier. He knows that with hard work and dedication that he will advance in the workplace because he also knows... They trust you to do a good job. And he loves where he works. I'm the opening cashier, so I'm there from 8 a.m. to 4.30 and I have to make sure the registers are ready to go, the right tags are on the computer so we could get the right discounts on there and make sure there's enough bags. Support ambassadors like Eric and the differently abled people in your community by shopping at ARC Thrift Stores. It's a very good place. It's Everybody's real positive and it feels good to be around that. ARC needs your donations of gently used clothing and household items. To find the most convenient donation station, donation box, or ARC Thrift Store location, go to arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com. Yeah, overall I'm very happy and thankful, like I said, about ARC.
When achieving your dreams is a bit more difficult than you thought, Infinite Nation is here to help. Carrie Conley is the co-creator of Infinite Nation, and she knows that when your vision is big enough, you can create infinite success. Go to InfiniteNation.com to learn more about the upcoming Vision is Victory workshop on August 27th and get your tickets. During this all-day event, Carrie will teach you how easy it is to get yourself on the right path to making your big dreams a reality. She will show you how to reconnect with and clarify your vision and create measurable and achievable goals for the short and long-term success. If you are unable to attend the Vision is Victory event on August 27th, you can still make your dreams a reality by requesting a free Vision Check phone call with Carrie Conley. She will help you discover how easy it is to get yourself on the journey to achieve your dreams. Call 720-331-8693, 720-331-8693, and go to InfiniteNation.com. Hey, it's Angie Austin with the good news. I would love for you to come to our women's conference on October 3rd. Michelle, Ron, what are we going to talk about? Oh, we're going to talk about fabulous things to make you better every single day. And I'm going to talk about attitude and choices. Make the choice to come. You'll be glad. And I'm going to talk about becoming a victor rather than a victim. And with some stories from my childhood and what I overcame that I hope will help and touch you. Robbie Yopes, you went last year. You'll be the MC this year. What was it like last year? Life-changing. It was amazing. Please come. Don't miss out on this. Invest in yourself. And Tyra, you're my favorite singer in the United States of America, and you're going to be singing for us. How is it to be involved this year? It is exciting. I can't wait to see what God's going to do. He's going to do something pretty darn awesome. Amen. It was my dream to have like a Women of Faith Denver-type event, and that's what we had last year, and we're having it again this year. It's on October 3rd. If you're feeling low, if you're feeling blue, if you need to pick me up, if you need a hug from Jesus, please come. Go to AngieAustinRadio.com. Click on Upcoming Events. We know that God loves us, and He gave His Son for us. This is where love lives. 810-KLVZ. Well, very excited about the movie War Room. It's the highly anticipated fifth film uh, following the Kendrick Brothers Flywheel, Facing the Giants, Fireproof, and Courageous. And we have the star of the film, Priscilla Shire, Well, I'm really hoping that people will be entertained, yes, but more than that, stirred up and challenged in their prayer life. Well, when I interviewed uh, Alex Kendrick about his movie, he had wonderful things to say about you in your first major film role. So talk about this experience working with these, you know, um, highly sought after, you know, movie men who produce a lot of wonderful films in the Christian genre. Well, I was so blown away and shocked when they came to me with this idea of being a part of this film. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, you do know I'm not an actress, right? <laughs> and um, what I love about these guys is that they are patient, they are kind, um, they are pastors first before they are movie makers. And so it, it really was a blessing to my life to be able to work with them um, and to be able to do something that's so outside of the box. And then they're so skilled, of course, and talented in giving us movies that are worth going to see. And so it really has been a gift to me. All right, let's uh, t- take a step back. You just touched on the fact that you're not an actress. So explain what you do um, in your real life if you normally don't act, which may be changing now, by the way. You did so well, according to Alex Kendrick, that you may be doing more acting. But what, what have you done prior to this? 
Well, thanks for saying so. And, um, you know, mostly in my full-time job is that I'm a mother of three boys. And, yeah, as you know, that takes that takes a lot Oof, of work. I know. I've got three <laughs> so kids, too. So I'm parenting too. these boys, and that's my goal and my joy to do that. But I also have the privilege of being in ministry. So I've, um, I'm an author and a speaker and teacher and love just bringing the Bible to life, mostly for women's audiences. That's our primary objective. But we do that through the Bible studies and the books and then also the, the privilege that we have to be a part of different conferences around the world. Excellent. How old are your kids? Jackson is 12, and then I have Jerry Jr., who is 11, and little Jude, our surprise boy, he is six years old. Oh, my goodness. I'm right in the same game you are. Uh, I'm yeah. uh, minor six, eight, and 10, and boy, they keep you uh, rolling, that's for sure. Absolutely. All right. So in, in War Room, you um, play Elizabeth. How do you think you get other women to relate to Elizabeth in this movie centered on the power of prayer? You know, I don't even think it's hard for them to relate to Elizabeth. I didn't have to try hard for that because Elizabeth's life is just representative of so many women. She's trying to figure out how to balance home life and how to balance um, work life and how to make sure her family's intact. And honestly, she's become a little bit callous and glazed over because she's had so much difficulty in her husband. She's with her uh, marriage, rather. She's married to a hard guy who just seems to be, uh, um, again, a little hardened in his heart toward her. And, Mm -hmm. and, And so, you know, she's kind of stopped trying a little bit when you first meet her in the film and she's just learned how to put a nice glaze over her life because it's just easier to go to church and look polished or to go to work and look polished and to drive the right car and to have the right house and have the cute little kid and to not dig into what's wrong in my marriage and how can I fix it and that's the trajectory of this story is how that those defenses come tumbling down for Elizabeth and she learns how to fight her battles with a weapon that actually works. All right, let's talk about um, uh, a prayer that you also authored a book called Called fervent. So talk about that, um, being about prayer and do, doing a movie about prayer. Obviously, God's steering you in a certain direction, that's for sure. Absolutely. Well, I first met the Kendrick brothers when they did their last movie, Courageous, because they asked if I would write a companion book to go with Courageous. That was the resolution for women. They wrote the resolution for men. So I was honored this time around again, uh, knowing that they were going to be writing a resource called The Battle Plan for Prayer to go with War Room Movie, that they would say, hey, Priscilla, we want you to join us again in this effort. Would you write something for a woman specifically that is going to come out of that theater and want some inspiration uh, and some direction on how she can um, have her own war room and go to battle for the people and the things that matter in her life in prayer. And so fervent is the answer to that request. Fervent is a woman's battle plan for strategic prayer. And so I highlight several areas of women's lives. I kind of took a big cross polling of women um, to ask, what are some of the areas where you really feel like the enemy is targeting you? And so I wrote um, chapters on those areas. And the main focus of those chapters, listen, it's to uncover the enemy's hand in them, because that's Mm -hmm. most of the, half the battle right there is realizing that it's not just random circumstances of life, that a lot of times there's an unseen enemy behind the scenes that's stirring it all up. And so once you get your sights set on where the enemy is working, then toward the end of each chapter, I show you and, and, and quote for you the promises of God in regards to that area of your life. And then I challenge you to literally stop right then at the end of the chapter and write your prayer strategy for that area of your life. I've even included some perforated prayer cards right in the back of the book. So you can just flip to the back, get to writing, and then snatch it right out of that book and go post it somewhere where you'll be reminded to pray. And has your personal prayer life, Priscilla, changed in the making of War Room and writing Fervent? Absolutely it has changed. I will tell you that I have always prioritized, uh, not perfectly by any means, but I've always tried to prioritize 
consistency in prayer. And while I do think that is equally important, I think what this movie will, will help to remind us is that we also need to be uh, prioritizing the strategy of our prayer life, not just consistency, but our strategy for it. Instead of just randomly praying about stuff, we need to be thoughtful. Where do we see the enemy at work? Or where do we even anticipate that he might want to cut us off at the past, or our kids, or right. our marriage, or our church? Why wouldn't we be strategic in how we're praying so yeah. that we can pray prayers that are effective? Excellent. We're looking forward to War Room, and that is opening this Friday. Wonderful to have you, Priscilla Shire, joining us to talk about your role in War Room. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.